Welcome to the Mompreneur Guide Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Moran. Just like you, I'm a mom entrepreneur on a mission to live a present and productive life, to be around for all the moments with my kids while also following my dreams and passions. Join me each week as I uncover a new tip or trick that will help you live your life just as you want and with as much ease as possible. Let's get started with today's episode. Hello, my amazing mompreneur. Before we hop into today's episode, I did want to remind you that the Simplify My Content free audio summit dropped its episodes today. If you're ready to create consistent content with ROI, then you are going to want to snag this private podcast in your player before it disappears on April 20th. If you have been feeling stuck in your content creation process, exhausted by it, like you've overcomplicated it, or maybe you're just always interested in optimizing and working smarter, not harder, good news, there is a simpler way to put out content that converts. That's why I'm teaming up with these three amazing fellow mompreneurs and content experts to share this information in a private podcast feed. We will be teaching you how to spend less time making content, more time making an impact, and how to implement it so you're more present and productive. Like I said, if you're ready to create consistent content with ROI, then make sure you head to themompreneurguide.com content so that you can snag this free audio summit in your podcast player. Now let's hop into today's episode. Hello, my beautiful mompreneurs. Welcome back to the Mompreneur Guide podcast. Today, we have a special, slightly different guest with us than our typical business help. Today, we have Alyssa Boyer joining us, and she is a mentor for highly sensitive people and empaths. She founded the Highly Sensitive and Soulful Membership, where she helps other HSPs and empaths learn how to reduce overwhelm, manage their energy, and love who they are. And I came across Alyssa actually through Kathy Heller's Instagram, and I was immediately hooked. I have always recognized that I am more empathetic and sensitive. And so hearing and actually putting a name to HSPs immediately resonated with me. But then even more than that, I recognize the same traits in myself also in my son. And so hearing Alyssa talk about uncovering who you truly are and going a layer deeper than we've ever realized before absolutely blew my mind. And it felt so aligned at the same time, which is why I knew I had to share her with you. So maybe you're an HSP or an empath, maybe you're not, but I do believe being armed with this information can help you uncover more of who you are, live a more aligned life, and hopefully recognize and support the HSPs and empaths around you. So Alyssa, thank you so much for taking the time to be here. Before we get started, I always love to hear how you got to where you are today, teaching us how to love who we are, and because you're about to start your mompreneurship journey. So we always just love hearing the background information on the mom and the entrepreneur. Well, thank you for the warm welcome. I'm super excited to be here and talk to you and your audience today. So the journey to me getting to what I'm doing today, it was like very random. I definitely did not live my life thinking, oh, I want to be an entrepreneur one day. It wasn't part of the plan at all. I was actually working in the corporate world and, you know, a fast paced, crazy environment. And I'm very much a sensitive person, obviously very driven. And I started developing these really bad digestive issues. No matter what I did, I saw all these doctors, nothing was helping me. And it went on for years and it was really miserable. And it wasn't until I decided to take a different route and I went to a holistic healer. And this was like brand new for me. I had grown up in the Midwest. It was not part of my upbringing. 
But I went and I started working with this holistic doctor and he was teaching me how all of the stress and anxiety in my life was impacting my digestion. We started doing like this deep emotional healing work and it completely changed my life. It was so eye-opening and I became so inspired by everything that I was learning that I started a blog. I've always loved to write. I hadn't been writing for years because I just didn't think it was practical. So I started a blog and it was not for highly sensitive people. It was just for finding inspiration in life. And from there, I, I started to notice anytime I would talk about how I was a very sensitive person, people really resonated with those posts. And so over time, I started to just shift it to only talking to my fellow highly sensitive, empathic people. And from there, then it really just like began to grow. My Instagram began to grow. I decided to create a membership community, which I launched after doing Kathy Heller's program. So it was like such a meant to be path. For me, it was just like so clear and natural and it's been so fulfilling. And now, I mean, I'm excited to become a mom. I have a baby girl due at the end of May. I've always wanted to be a mom. And, you know, I'm excited for me. I'm like so excited to be able to be an example to my daughter of you can do these things. You can follow your dreams as cliche as it sounds. I'm just excited to be that example for her and also to be someone who is sensitive, who used to really feel insecure and deal with a lot of anxiety and show that we can also be a strong voice for people, even if you're not the loudest person in the room. So yeah, it's like a quick version of my journey. I love it. And I love it so much for multiple reasons. First and foremost, you gave me chills, especially when you said how you want to be an example for your daughter, even though sometimes I know it does sound kind of cheesy, but it's like when you get into the mompreneurship world, you realize how important it is. Part of my story is that I was actually raised by a mompreneur. And so I started my first business, which was a personal styling business, which I have a funny connection there between your blog and, and me blogging. So I started that in high school because I was raised by a mompreneur and I was like, this is awesome. She gets to do exactly what she wants. She's there to pick me up from school. Like She's getting the best of both worlds. Why doesn't everybody do this? I also come from a full family of entrepreneurs. And so the beauty of, of where I stand and, and where you're going to be soon is not only was I raised by the mompreneur, so I got to experience what our kids get to experience, which is the present and the productive being around and also being a part of your parents' business is huge. It also gave you the opportunity to see, you know, that I can go after my dreams and, and just give you a full breadth of what's available out there. And I, I just absolutely love that. And then for you as a mom, it's just great on the other side because you don't have to miss the little moments. Like they're so fleeting. They're so fleeting. And I know as sensitive people as we both are, like that really hurts our heart like, to think about or to hear your kids laughing and not being a part of it. And so, yeah, so mompreneurship is beautiful. And I'm so excited for you to be starting your journey there. It is it is amazing. And then the other point I wanted to touch on was your blog. I love how you just kind of felt whatever felt right next. And you listened to what people were interested in, but you also did it from a center of what was working for you and, and starting the blog and then growing things from there and, and how amazing it's taken off since then. It's just such a testament to when you're aligned with what works for you and then other people can find you and, and join in. And the blog was how I got started with my first business as well. So I was in the fashion industry. So I did, you know, a fashion blog and it's since evolved and I've 
left that business behind after we had our second and final child. And so it's just so fun how these journeys continue and change and evolve. And I love when we can make connection points like that. I love that too. Yeah. It's like you just, it's following the little pings and the curiosities and not overthinking it. And it can be easy to overthink and be like, well, where's this going to lead? But like, I can honestly say that letting like my joy and curiosity lead me led to the coolest places. So yeah, that's so, I love to hear that from your journey too. And also that just makes me feel good knowing you were raised by a mompreneur and like how that impacted you. That just like makes my heart feel good. This is so aligned for me. So I I really love it. Yes, I agree. And my word for 2022 is surrender. And then it turned out when I looked at the lineup for season two, that's really what everybody's talking about is like either giving us structures or giving us ways that we can feel into and feel good about what we're doing and then just let the rest go, like just let the rest of the things be. And so I love that you just mentioned that because it is, again, in total alignment. So Alyssa, tell us now more about being a highly sensitive person. How do we know if we're a highly sensitive person or how can we help somebody else in our life, maybe our kids, identify as that so then we can best serve them. So being a highly sensitive person, I want to say first and foremost, it's a trait. So I liken it to being an extrovert or an introvert. It's a personality trait that you are born with. A lot of people will get mistaken and think, oh, this is a disorder. I have to go be diagnosed by a doctor. No, totally. You don't have to be. Um, highly sensitive people have been around since the beginning of time. There's always been highly sensitive people. We make up about 15 to 20% of the population. And so the, the term highly sensitive person or HSP was coined by a psychotherapist, Dr. Elaine Aaron in the early 90s. So it's like a fairly new term, which is why so many people still have no idea about it. And a person who is highly sensitive, it's not just like someone who cries all the time. It's somebody who is very sensitive to their surroundings. We're going to be more sensitive to often bright lights or an itchy tag in our clothing or noticing like that weird sound in the room. We're going to be more sensitive to the sensory things in our environment. Highly sensitive people also process on a much deeper level. I I always like to explain it as like, we're kind of filtering out less of the world around us. So you're picking up the noises and the feelings. You're picking up the subtle shifts in somebody's energy, their facial expression. Like we're noticing all of it. It's just how we're wired. And because of this, a lot of highly sensitive people struggle and suffer because they don't know how to work with their sensitivity because our nervous systems are so sensitive and we're picking so much up, we're going to get anxious and overwhelmed more easily. So that's one part of it is like HSPs are going to get overstimulated more easily. Another part too is HSPs are very empathetic. We actually have more active mirror neurons in our brain, which are responsible for understanding someone else's experience and empathizing with them. So that's like a beautiful part of the trait. So there's so much to it. The main way, the first way I would tell someone if you want to learn you're an HSP is go to the website hsperson.com. It's Dr. Elaine Aaron's website. And you can take a self-test and you can just determine, are you a highly sensitive person? It's out of 27 questions. I believe, I forget she says on there, I think if you get like 14 or more, you're an HSP. So I score 24 out of 27. So I'm fairly sensitive. 
So that's a fun way to do it. And she also has great resources for highly sensitive children. So you can kind of identify, do I have a highly sensitive child? And and once you know that, I just think of how great the world will be for more highly sensitive kids to grow up with a parent who gets them. Like, I think anyone who's listening who might see that in their kid and be able to support them, you're going to do such like wonders for your child in knowing that. Yeah. I love that you say that because so since I found you and then I took the test, I figured that I was, but then I took the test and I scored 18. And so I was like over the mark and just in answering the questions, I was also thinking of how would I answer these for Jack? Like, obviously he's two and a half, so he can't answer them himself, but the littlest things will, will set him off. Also, he's two and a half. So his, his <laughs> whole body is just like a whole new thing. But the other day I noticed, you know, we're recording and it's January and it's snowing. We're here in Cleveland. So it's cold. It's the Midwest. And he only wants to wear his short sleeve count shirt. Like it's, this is all count on count, the the shirt, that's all he wears. But then when we're getting in the car, even in our garage, it's really cold. And so all of a sudden, sometimes he'll freak out. And it took me a second to understand, like, what, what is going on? Wailing at the top of his lungs out of nowhere. And then I realized, oh my gosh, I think it's that it's cold. And it's literally just the cold affects him. And he's just so sensitive. Like he's got to be much higher on the chart than me. And I was just thinking now that I know that, I know how to help him, especially because I can identify by myself. But yeah, what a difference that that'll make is I know it was a little different for me. Like we had this conversation of oftentimes it was, why are you so sensitive or why this or why that? Or don't be that. Don't be that. You're to that. And so I love that you have given me that gift that I can support him on his journey in that way and recognizing these things and not like freaking out, but being like, okay, I just need to support him in a different way. The other thing that I remember hearing you say at some point, I think maybe from your Instagram live or just our conversations was Is it true, too, that HSPs have like a deeper spectrum of feelings? Like when you think of a rainbow, we feel more colors in that analogy. We feel more than other people feel. Like when you see somebody sad on TV and you're not an HSP, then it's just sad. But we like feel the sadness, right? Oh, so right. Yes. I like I can't even watch on The Bachelor, for instance, if someone gets sent home, I like can't look at the screen because their face makes me feel so bad. (laughs) Or like if someone's doing something embarrassing, I like feel it. So yeah, that's and those are that's those active mirror neurons. Like we just have more. So we can't help but like put ourselves in other people's shoes. The spectrum is deep. We're going to feel everything very deeply. And that's also the sensitive nervous system as well. We feel it. And I think that's one reason when highly sensitive people don't know how to work with their sensitivity or don't have good self-regulation tools, we're going to just sometimes run rampant by all these feelings and it can be really, really overwhelming for us. So it's helpful to identify this and know that's just how we're wired. It's not something we can ever change. We just have to work with it. Yeah. And, and, you know, you think about generations past, you know, I think about like my grandparents' generation and how, especially with men and boys or even girls, like it would just be like a suck it up kind of a situation. And I love that we can shed a light on this with you coming here and sharing these things, because how different would it be if when we see the person who is crying because they see something, we're not like, oh my gosh, you know, get over it. But it's like, oh my gosh, they must be an HSP. Oh, they're feeling that person's feelings. Can you imagine if Mm -hmm. I felt that person's feelings too. I just, I just love that part of the conversation. And so if we flip it then from identifying HSP and and having some definition around it to using that sensitivity 
as a strength. Can you tell us first, let's go from the being the HSP side of it. And then I'd love for us to be able to help other people who are not HSP strengthen fellow HSPs or create a community around us that that can. So can we start there with with the person themselves? Yeah, definitely. The story I shared of how my blog led me to the work I'm doing today and your story too, that's an example of being a sensitive person and tapping into your intuition and letting that lead you. So that's one of the strengths of being highly sensitive. Since we're really filtering out less of the world, we tend to have a strong intuition and have the ability to kind of make these connections that other people might miss or write off. Not saying every highly sensitive person is like spiritual, but I do find that a lot of HSPs eventually get to that sort of path because of, you know, maybe a health issue or something happening in their life. It's crazy how common of a theme that is. So that's something that's really neat. We can tap into that. The thing is, a lot of times we don't do that because we don't have self-trust. Because like you said, a lot of us grew up hearing like, you're so sensitive, you're so dramatic, stop being so emotional. And so a lot of HSPs are questioning themselves a lot and are like, oh, I don't know if I can rely on myself. So that's a big barrier, I would say, to overcome in order to tap into your intuition, which is a huge superpower. Other things that are great about being highly sensitive, we have this ability to really focus in deeply because, again, we're seeing the details, we're processing really deeply. So most likely, if you're an HSP, you're going to be very detail-oriented. You're going to be very thoughtful and conscientious and often like thinking of other people. And also using your empathy is a great thing in business as well, because I believe we can really connect with our audience or clients and what they need when we can empathize with them. And people feel that. <laughs> also, like the meaningful connection piece to it is huge because we're deep feelers. We're going to be able to connect usually deeper with people. We're not so interested in the surface level stuff. We want to go deep. And then shifting it to how non-highly sensitive people can be supportive. I think the biggest thing is creating the space to let the person be who they are. I think for so many HSPs, we'll feel this pressure to fit in and be a non-HSP and cut off our emotions and push ourselves too hard and try to fit into this mold. And so I think it's not like a non-HSP needs to bow down and give us everything that we need. It's not that at all, but it's more just like a gentle acceptance of this person is different than me and that's okay. They're not weak because they get emotional. They're not weak because they need more rest or whatever. It's more of just an acceptance of that's who they are and that's a beautiful thing. I'm personally married to a non-highly sensitive person. It's not very sensitive at all. And we have a yin-yang energy. And so I think we need both in the world. So when we can kind of just accept both sides, there's a beautiful kind of balance to it. I love that. And I, I'm the same way. My husband is not highly sensitive. And I've realized so far, my daughter is a little over one now. And she doesn't seem to be highly sensitive at all. She's just like this little tank and she does anything and falls over and gets right back up. And then my son will trip over the air and then, you know, he'll be upset. And yeah, he'll he'll see something on the screen and it will make him sad already. Just seeing a, a sad seal in one of the shows, he gets upset about it. And and so it's so interesting. And I love that you had said that too previously about the the trait, that it is a trait that we're just born with, just like 
you know, being an introvert, extrovert. But then I love to the duality of it and that we need the balance, that yin and yang between like our household. It's nice that we're, we're balanced with, with two and two. And so I love how really what you're saying here is that if you're a highly sensitive person, we can use our intuition and start to trust ourselves again, even though growing up we may have been told not to. But I feel like the conversation in all of this always comes back to in business and mompreneurship. It's like you have to uncover who you are down to the core and use that to lead everything. And I am all about being intentional and intuitive with our businesses. And so that makes sense now why, why I'm so like that. And I, I also love that you said it's about focusing deeply and connecting and empathizing. Like what a superpower that is for us that just knowing that if we show up, we're innately going to be able to connect with people at a deeper level and people can feel that. And so how can we leverage that more when in previous times it was probably pushed down a little bit? And, you know, it's making me think too on how people can support. Maybe it's also a conversation of when you're in business and you realize you're not a highly sensitive person, maybe pairing up with somebody who is can bring benefits to your business that you didn't know. Or I know we always talk about personality tests in hiring people and how amazing if this could be just another one of those things that we look at, like you probably want your customer service person to be an HSP <laughs> with within reason because it's a hard job, but certain, certain things like that might be helpful in different aspects of your business that you can specifically look for. And as a highly sensitive person, the opposite, maybe you want somebody who's not to help balance you out in your business. Have right, you seen yeah. when you work with people in your membership, have you seen those conversations start to, to take place of the duality and, and finding somebody else to match them? Oh, I like this a lot. So one thing I'll say just quick on like the business piece and workplace is I think it was Dr. Elaine Aaron. She actually calls HSPs the canary in the coal mine. If something is off in a work environment because HSPs are so sensitive and we're like feeling everything, we're the first to notice. And so having a highly sensitive person, like you're saying, it can be a benefit in so many ways because you're noticing the things. It's like a sense, is the culture good here? Are people satisfied? Are all the details being covered? Huge benefit to being a highly sensitive person. You know, I personally, because I've done this work on myself as an HSP, I'm in a place where I'm like, yes, I totally value having less sensitive people around. I can see how this balances. One thing I do notice for a lot of highly sensitive people is because they've felt so hurt by the less sensitive people in their lives growing up or whatever that looked like. Sometimes they can feel like they're not okay to be themselves. And so there's this wall up. And so that is something I teach in my membership and working with clients is how you can start to feel really, really good about your sensitivity like we're talking about today so that you can get to a place where you're being able to see the benefits and learn from those less sensitive people and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting, but I think we have to get to a place and in society too, you know what I mean, where it's valued to be sensitive and see a different way to lead, which I feel like we're starting to kind of shift a little bit. Yeah, definitely. I feel like, especially in the parenting space, when you hear about positive parenting and all of that, I don't feel like that was a conversation, to my knowledge, at least when we were growing up, I don't think that was something that people were talking about. So there seems to be at least a start. And I love how you mentioned it too, as a superpower. Like, yeah, when we can have this conversation more regularly and people recognize here are your superpowers, here are mine, let's hook up and make this thing work. 
So talk to us more. Can you go a little bit more in depth on the healthy ways to support yourself if you're a highly sensitive business owner and mom? Because it's already a lot to juggle just being a mompreneur, but then we add in this extra layer of feeling. Can you talk to us about how you support people and things you do in your membership to help us in that space? Totally. Yeah. So I always tell my clients and my members to, I like the idea of like, putting on your shields for the day, like putting on your armor for the day, because we can't control what's going to happen in the world around us. We can't control how noisy an environment is sometimes, things like that. So it's up to us to be able to take really good care of ourselves so that no matter what happens in our day, we're hopefully not going to get taken completely off balance. I think it's really helpful to know it always starts with us. Of course, knowing that your audience is moms, mompreneurs, like I understand not everyone has a ton of time. Things don't have to take a lot of time. Personally, for me, I'm big on meditation, but seriously, five-minute meditation or like a two-minute meditation can work wonders because I think when we're less controlled by all of the crazy thoughts in our minds and worries, when we can be in more of a response state, that's huge. Also, I'm big on simplifying. I love simplifying. That's actually my word for the year because I know I'd like step into motherhood. I don't want to have more than I need to deal with. I want to keep it simple. So I think that's actually huge for highly sensitive people is learning how to set boundaries around your time and not spending so much time on all of these other things that we seriously do not need to do. If we can simplify as much as we can, that's huge. Instead of having 85 things on your to-do list, kind of identifying what are the six most important things that need to get done. I think a lot of times we overload ourselves unnecessarily. So that's been a huge unlock. I was just going to say real quick, I don't know if you know, but that's the basis of what I do for women in business. That's why I'm smiling ear to ear right now because my event is literally called Simplify My Biz and I help women simplify their businesses so they can be more present and productive. And so I couldn't agree with you more. And maybe one of the reasons I'm a natural simplifier is just because I had to be. I had to limit the stimulus. I was talking with an amazing messaging coach, Veronica Hadenbog from episode number 16, we were working today actually on my business. And she was saying like, what is your superpower? How did you become good at simplifying? I was like, I I don't know. I just kind of am. And so now I feel like I need to go back to her and say, hey, turns out this is another reason why it's part of my zone of genius. But yeah, I couldn't agree more. I'm all about having a minimalist business and it's, it's crucial. It's just crucial. I think it's, sounds like for highly sensitive people, but as mompreneurs, we have so much stimulus, whether you're sensitive or not, it's just even more magnified for us. And yeah, if we can just make things easy, life's already hard. Like, let's make it easy on ourselves. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's so awesome. I love that. Like, amen to that. Exactly. Because really too, for highly sensitive people, we tend to get more in our heads. I just feel like it's always like in our heads and it's easier to get flustered and overwhelmed. So yeah, like you're saying with the simplifying, bringing it back down, slowing it down, grounding yourself, just focusing on a few things, it calms our nervous system. And at the end of the day, everything that we want to do to support ourselves as HSPs, the basis is calming your nervous system and keeping yourself in a regulated state as much as you can. So there's even small things that I'll do throughout the day. If I'm feeling anxious or overwhelmed, I'll take deep breaths into my stomach instead of into my chest. It's just a simple shift, but it literally sends the signal to your vagus nerve, which calms your system. That's a really simple thing you can do. Also big on grounding. So maybe you're washing the dishes and you've had an overwhelming day. Okay, just pay attention to your feet grounded on 
on the floor. Be mindful of the dishes as you're cleaning them. Just be in it. And it sounds simple, but it it really helps just having these moments where you can create pockets of stillness and calm for yourself will really help if you're a highly sensitive person. I love that. And I love what you said about calming the nervous system. I'm like a knowledge junkie. And I especially (laughs) love pairing the science with how we've experienced things. And so just hearing the science of it's literally, we just need to calm our nervous system. And so here are a list. You said meditation, simplifying, deep breaths, grounding, mindfulness, all of that. Those are the ways that you can calm your nervous system. That's just a fact. I love how simple that becomes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I had a, an HSP therapist come in as a guest expert in my membership one month and our topic was nervous system regulation. And she was amazing. And she really explained it visually for highly sensitive people. We will get out of whack easier. And there's, again, nothing wrong with us. It's just how we're wired. So having that awareness is huge. It's like scientifically, that's what's going on. Right. So. Yeah, it's just the facts of it. I, that's, I just think that's so interesting when, when we can yeah hear the facts like that. It's Crucial. Well, Alyssa, tell us a little bit more about the membership. Tell everybody who would be a right fit. Obviously, we're learning now. You can start to self-identify. But what happens once you know you're a right fit where you can support them in the membership? Yeah. So I think at the time of this recording, the membership will be reopened for enrollment. So open a few times a year. And this is really a community for anyone who is highly sensitive, obviously, who wants to kind of be on a personal growth path that is specifically created for the HSP. So we focus on a different topic each month. And at this point, by the time this records, gosh, there will be 20 months of different modules. So we've covered nervous system regulation, boundary setting, people pleasing, how to manage stress during the holidays, like all sorts of things. So that includes a monthly guest expert, Zoom meeting, monthly trainings from me. There's a lot of good stuff packed in there. So yeah, to me, it's like I've always been a personal development junkie. But <laughs> once I learned I was an HSP, I was like, we got to talk about this in a little different way for us. So that that was really my goal with it. I love that. And then for people who are listening and maybe the membership isn't open right now, then your podcast is that and oh, yeah. Instagram are the next best places to go. Totally. Yep. My podcast, The Sensitive and Soulful Show, that's just like bite-sized. It's just me solo episodes. I try to keep them like 20 minutes, 30 minutes max. And then, yeah, my Instagram, I post so much content there. I I love to keep it helpful. Awesome. Well, all of that will be linked in the show notes so everybody can see everything and, and get all the help they need along with that quiz that we talked about so that you can figure out where you're at at the scale or help somebody else figure it out for themselves. If you are ready, we can move on to rapid fire questions. Let's do it. All right. So the three things that I have found out help me be a more present productive mompreneur are strategy, support, and self-care. I kind of view them like a bridge. And when one is lowered, then we're unstable. And, and that's where I can look to immediately to be like, okay, this is where I need help to get my sanity back. So my first question for you is, what is your favorite strategy to help you be more present and productive? Oh my gosh. Boundaries are my strategy. I, I view boundaries as the way I just create space around myself and what matters to me. I used to have bad boundaries and learning them changed my life. <laughs> I remember you specifically saying that and, and something that I listened to of yours saying how important that is for HSPs to to put on boundaries. And that was part of the the armor, I think, that you had mentioned, right? Is like, yeah, space. And even just how good does that sound when you say create space around oh, you? It's like a breath of fresh air. It's the best. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, now tell me, what is the number one essential support you have that you can't live without? 
Ooh. So I always, almost always have some sort of like spiritual mentor or healer in my life. So having a way that I like have space held for me, you know, as an entrepreneur, as person who leads a community, I'm always giving so much of myself to everyone else. And so it's really important for me to have an hour a week or hour every other week where it's just my own personal growth. One person just helping me is huge. Mm -hmm. I love how you said that about space for you. Like, yeah. I, you know, you, you, do, you do, you give so much. And so we need to give ourselves some space. Well, so along those lines of things that fill up our cup, tell me what's your go-to self-care activity? Like when you have a second for a little me time, what's the first thing that you do? I love going for walks. So I do live in Southern California. I didn't grow up here. <laughs> so I grew up in Minnesota. So I am blessed to have nice weather year round. But that is something going out in the sun and just having a little bit of time for myself. It clears my mind. For HSPs too, nature is awesome for us. So that's one thing I love. I love that. And it reminds me of the intuition too. Like it just plays back to the the beginning of the basics. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. It doesn't have to be complicated or anything either. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. All right. Last but not least, I know you don't have a mompreneur story yet because your little girl's almost here, but can you tell us your most stereotypical entrepreneur story? Maybe a funny Zoom incident that has happened or something that only people who run their own businesses can relate to and be like, oh my gosh, yes, that has happened to me. And just something to make us all chuckle. Yeah. Well, I think if this just happened a few months ago, I have a pretty good size audience, like whatever. But I ran this workshop with a girlfriend and we seriously promoted it a ton and got to the day of and literally one person showed up, literally one person. And we're like, (laughs) okay. And we're like, crap, how awkward. There's just one person here. And, you know, it's like, you don't want them to feel awkward, but we're like, you know what? We're just going to do it. We're just going to do it. And she like the very specific support, but it's kind of one of those things, right? You just roll with the punches. You're like, it happens. It doesn't have to mean anything about me. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. That is so crazy. Did more people register? They just didn't come live or? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And so we're like, crap. It was still like a small turnout, live and learn, but yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Yeah. So many of us can can relate to that, but how amazing for that one woman to to get to show up and get one-on-one. I was on a, a group coaching call, like a free thing. And it was with somebody who has a big audience. And again, I was expecting I, like a Kathy Heller size group where it was right. hundreds and hundreds of people on the Zoom call. And I show up and it was me and three other women. But we from the other side of it, were like, this is awesome. We're getting like so good one-on-one so close we didn't expect this and then we all got close together like it made some relationships and have had each other on podcasts and stuff like that just because we got to really actually meet someone so maybe it was a blessing in disguise oh my gosh definitely yeah Yeah. you know everything is a learning and a personal growth opportunity I feel like a hundred percent well Alyssa thank you so so much I so appreciate your time and just opening our eyes to something that we probably aren't aware of I know I wasn't aware of it until I came across you and it has helped and changed my life and the way that I view things so much so I so appreciate you sharing your expertise and gifts with us and everybody listening make sure you go to the show notes to find everything so that you can learn more about what Alyssa does too thanks so much for listening to today's episode Exhausted by your current content plan? Ready to create consistent content with ROI? Head to themompreneurguide.com slash content to join my upcoming Simplify My Content audio summit. See you next time.